Hey, my name is Erica Martin, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, and achieving your goals. Join me as we talk about the truths of being an entrepreneur and how to grow your business and attain all of your goals. I broke away from the corporate world to jump into entrepreneurship. I grew the business of my dreams, and I want to help educate you on how to do the same thing. So let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the Goal Getter Podcast. Um, today I have an amazing guest on the show. And um, this person I have known actually since I was young and kind of followed him through his career and really saw him, you know, make some amazing goals in his life and just had an amazing career. So I'm really happy to have him on the, the show. And so welcome, Corey Heppala. Erica, it's good to be here. Thank you. You're using the word amazing a lot. I hope I live up to that, but it's been, <laughs> it's been great. Thank you for, for having me on. You're welcome. And so, so Corey, this show is really, you know, I, I talk about everything. I talk about goals, business, all that great stuff. But, you know, on, on the topic of goals, um, I feel like you have had some major accomplishments in your life. And with that, I'm assuming that there's some goals that you've set to get to the next step. So can you kind of give us a little background on what you've done in your career? Yeah, I mean, my goal setting really started at a young age. Um, and I can talk about this later, but there was a moment where things really kind of shifted for me. Um, and it was, I had some people around me that were very instrumental, but I, um, I just, I've always set goals, whether it was in, in high school or in college or in, in my career. And th those have always been kind of like the, the stepping stones to, to where I want to go. And, 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 and it's actually kind of morphed now as I've gotten over, uh, older into, okay, yes, we want to go here and do this, but it's also a larger purpose in terms of who I want to be as a person and what I want to stand for. And along the way, how can we, we have that positive impact? Um, but having I've been, I've been really blessed to be able to do that in a number of different fields. Um, you know, first in, in a smaller uh, community that I grew up in, in Perm, and, and being a, a vocal high school student there, and then in college, and then in TV too, just um, working in TV in different states, and um, working my way up, and uh, was able to win a, a couple of Emmys along the way, um, and then be able to transition to now, which I would, would consider now more of, uh, for me, more of purposeful mission radio with my show and hey it's Corey Heppel on WCCO so um but of course like you said goals but I don't think um and we can talk about this later but I don't think you have to just should be solely focused on one particular goal because you could also wind up missing an opportunity that could take you on to a different path that may be better for you too mm -hmm. that's so true and you know, I feel like, and I read this in an article, and again, hopefully I'm getting this right, but I read that when you were younger, that you wrote on a piece of paper and that said that when you, this was like middle school age, that you wanted to be on air in Minneapolis. And you kept that piece of paper that followed you through high school and college. So what kind of prompted you at a young age to be interested in a media career? Yeah, I remember, and that's true. Um, I remember when I was eight years old, though, um, and I went to the dentist, and I went to the dentist in Perm, and I was um, 
I was just upset um, when I got out. My mom's like, well, why are you upset? Did you, did you need, do you need a procedure or do you have a cavity? And I was like, well, well, no, but, but Dr. Hammond said that if, if I don't brush, I'll, I, I may get a cavity. And then if I get a cavity, um, I took that as if I got a cavity, then I wouldn't be able to be on air in Minneapolis. I thought they wouldn't let, I thought they wouldn't let people with cavities on TV. So I just, I remember that and I was like eight, my mom still shares a story. So I just, I've always known exactly really what I wanted to do. Um, because I was just, I was enthralled with, with Don Shelby and Mark Rosen and, and the people and Joe Schmidt on KSTP. And I was just enthralled with those guys. And like, I, I want to do that. I want to tell people about what's going on. And I want to be able to ask questions. And so that was always just really important to me. So I always kind of knew, I was blessed with that, knowing exactly what I wanted to do. And I was just very solely focused. Even when I went to through high school, we had a great mass media program at Perm. And then on to college, I was at Concordia where there's a great program and you're able to get internships early. And it never wavered. It was never like, well, I have a backup or I'm gonna, it was just always, this is what I'm going to do. That's great. And, you know, I feel like that's one thing where a lot of young people don't have that folk, that vision. And that's awesome that you did because I feel like I went to college and I, you know, had about 50 different things I wanted to do and then picked one and that's what you did. <laughs> so that is awesome. Yeah. I, but I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think that's wrong either. I don't think anybody that does that is it's like wrong and, and my way was right. I just felt like that was just me. Like that was me. And now I look at, I mean, I'm, I'm still only 38 and I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing something else. And, and I think that's just kind of going with your heart and through your faith of figuring out what is my purpose in life. And, and I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, but I think the important lesson is to just go after whatever it is that you want with a passion. I think that to me is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Um, so, you know, you changed from being a TV personality um, to being on, you know, some primetime CARE 11 um, news station to radio. So what kind of sparked that decision? I got to a point where I just felt like I was being pulled to do more. Um, and that's not to diminish anything that, that we were doing at CARE or what CARE is doing, because I am thankful for those people that those people saved my career and I have a lot of respect for what they do. I just felt like the Lord was pulling me in a different direction and like TV. Um, you know, you're really there to, to report the news and, and to share what's going on. And I took great pride in that. This was an, uh, a different step in terms of, okay, you're more of, you're telling you can use your platform for good and you're telling people about the stories and you're also telling people, okay, here's what's actually happening with this particular story. And then also I knew like when I started the show, Hey, it's Corey Heppola on WCCO. I started and I said like, look, this is, we're going to build this show and here are the fundamentals of it. And we're going to build this with a purpose. And the purpose is we want to make a, a positive impact in our community with our words, with our actions. And that is the goal of this show. And I, that's where I felt this. I felt like I was being called for a larger purpose to kind of use my voice and use my platform for good. Mm -hmm. And a lot of talk radio is people upset at each other and yelling back and forth. And I said before I started, we won't do that. We're going to be listening first and we're going to be having thoughtful conversations. 
And it's all for a purpose. Everything will serve a purpose. We want to make the Twin Cities and the state of Minnesota a better place to live now and in the future. And I just felt like I could do that better at, at WCCO in this next role. And I think that's awesome because I feel like you've really transitioned to, I mean, you were an influencer before, but you've kind of transitioned into more of an influencer role, in my opinion, where you share a lot of inspiration, you share a lot of stories. I mean, I think it's awesome what you're doing and using your voice because, you know, anyone can, not anybody, but a lot of people can get up and report the news, but I feel like you're, you're using your voice for change and that's awesome. Well, thank you. And it is, um, you know, it is different. Like transitioning from television to this, it might not seem like a big change, but it, but it really is because to your point, like here it was, okay, here's what's happening and, and this and this. And now it's, um, it is that more of influencer type of role where you're, you're finding different nuggets and details about the story. Um, but, but yeah, it, it goes back to just, we, we wanted, we had a, a very strong, a very detailed purpose. And that to me really, that to me really changed. I think, I mean, I always, I grew up in the church, but what really changed for me was getting married and having kids. Mm -hmm. And that's when you really realize, man, this world is, is a much larger place than just me. And so I kind of just, I, I met with people that I really admired and just picked on and people who weren't even in media, but just pick, pick their brains on what it means to live a faithful life. And, and, what it means to be a leader. And, and I just kind of felt like I was being pulled in this direction to, to share that way. And it is like, you're putting yourself out there, you know, in a different way. It's, um, I'm a lot more vulnerable than I, than I had ever been. And I think actually it's quite healthy that it like, there's a, there's a vulnerability, but there's also like a, a health and just letting go. Like for so long, I was just obsessed with everyone seeing this, this perfect, narrative about me and it was like okay look at this guy he's this per and and it just trying to be a perfectionist and living that perfect life is not real it's not authentic and the moment I just decided I just I need to let go that that was liberating for me and I felt like wow we're actually making a difference because people can they can connect with that. They understand that. And for them to know, we live in this Instagram filtered world where we're seeing all these bits and pieces of everyone's perfect life, but that's not real life. And I thought, well, this is a way for us to do that where it's like, hey, look, I know how you guys see me. It's like, oh, look at, you know, he's got a show and he's married, kids, but look, I, I've been rejected. I struggle just, just like you. And I think the more we can realize that, that we're all human, that uh, there's, there's a liberating factor in that. That's, that's so true. And I feel like, you know, as part of my role to help business owners kind of create their marketing, create their social media, that's one thing I got to tell them is like, it's okay to show up very raw, very natural, because people will relate to that. They won't relate to the perfect all the time. You need to be, you know, in your natural state. So when you, when you kind of, you know, you guys decided to move back, um, from Minnesota, was that a goal that you had was to move back here to Minnesota or did it just kind of happen or? Yeah, we're pretty lucky. <laughs> it was, um, I mean, it was always a goal in the back of my mind, but um, I left Minnesota in, um, well, 2003 and, and 2004. And I mean, always that was a goal, but I, I just, as, as the career took off and, and went along, 
and I say tick off, it never really took off. It was very slow. <laughs> it was slow, small step, small step, small step, small step. And it didn't seem possible. It never seemed like there would ever be a, uh, the right job at the right time or that I would be able to, you know, secure that job or be prepared or good enough for that job. Like I never really thought that. Um, and then we got to Houston in 2012 and that was, that was a large, a large step. And then we got laid off. I did. I got laid off at a uh, network that um, we were very proud of uh, as a network. We were winning Emmys and the work was outstanding, but there was problems with the ownership and they laid off me along with 99 of my other talented friends. And it, um, it was really hard. It was really hard. Um, and at that point I didn't, I didn't know if I'd ever even work in the business, in the industry again, let alone get to Minneapolis. And, and that's when care, um, you know, I, I actually, it was like three different times that the job, there was a job opening for a uh, morning anchor. And this was November, 2014. I applied, didn't get it. Uh, we never heard back. Um, found out in January, they were still looking. I followed up, never heard anything. February followed up, never heard anything. And then it was like early March. I followed up again. I did it in a different way, unique way. And I really was able to network. They took notice and um, they flew me in for an interview and then I got the job. But I mean, I went six months without thinking I'd ever, I was getting to the point where I'm like, am I going to do something else and, and praying a lot on like, well, where am I being called to? And so to get the opportunity and I still tell them, they're still good friends. Those uh, people who hired me, but they, they saved, they saved my life. And I was really, th I'm really thankful for that. That's awesome. Um, Okay, so what has helped you to kind of deal with the roadblocks? I mean, you kind of talked just a brief, brief minute ago about um, rejection, but when roadblock, roadblocks come up in your life, what, how do you deal with that? I think there's power in learning more and more about yourself and how you deal with stress or deal with uh, difficult situations. Um, like, you know, if I look at my career, which... Yes, I know people will see the end result and they see, oh, he set a goal when he was a kid to get to Minneapolis and he did it. I mean, along the way, I was rejected by 350 TV stations and um, there were times when I thought I would never make it. There was a time in my life for a couple of years where I you know, had to pull over on the side of the road because I was having panic attacks because I was so full of anxiety and stress. Um, I've been laid off twice um, because of ownership changes. So you know, I've, I've really, you know, I've, I've really experienced those roadblocks and those struggles. Um, but I find power and empowerment in learning more about ourselves, learning our strengths, learning our weaknesses, and, and just learning what you stand for. And, and I would, and understanding how when, when you are dealt with a stressful situation, how do you handle that, I guess, is, is something that, that I constantly think about. And I've, I've learned about myself that Lots of times then I kind of clamp down and I think and I think and I think and I overthink on things. Um, but I, I, I think I've gotten a little bit better at it as I've gotten older and understanding that, look, there are just because, you know, we may set out to do this or that and have this goal of this or, or be a Christian or have strong faith. There are always going to be roadblocks. There's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be things in our lives that, that pop up that we don't expect. We're going to be on hills and valleys. There's going to be our path is going to have sticks and potholes. And, but it's, it's, um, it's how you deal with that, right? So if you learn more about yourself, you'll have more confidence in yourself. One, I would also say surrounding yourselves with good people. Like if you surround yourselves with good people, 
but also understanding that every situation is just that. It's just a situation. So if something bad happens, it's not woe is me, it's not this and that. Maybe there's a mourning period, but then it's, okay, this is a situation. What are positive solutions to this situation? And, and you know, it, it, there may be an emotional response right away, you know, where you're, you're upset and you're frustrated. We all have those. That's okay. We should, we need to allow ourselves to feel that, but then we have to quickly re recover and say, okay, what are some positive solutions? Pros and cons. How can I get through this? And who do I need that can help me get through this? That's, yeah. And that is so, it's so true because um, part of life is rejection. It is. It's just, it's the way it is. And, um, you know, I've experienced a ton of rejection. I had a goal to work for Target Corporation when I was younger and it, I was rejected 23 times before I was finally hired and I didn't give up. And I would call, you know, previous professors and talk to them and say, hey, you know, they said no again and they said, don't stop. So I didn't. And yeah that was a goal. And I feel like, you know, that's another thing is that with goal goals, there are going to be roadblocks. There's going to be rejection. It's going to happen. So you need to know how to pick yourself up and keep going. Cause if you just stop, it's, you know, there goes your goal. So when it comes to setting goals, how, um, how do you do that in your life? Like how do you set goals or what do you do to achieve and re reach a goal? Well, you know, and, and even thinking about your experience too, Erica, is, you know, the other thing too, when you deal with rejection, I think it's important to do not just go about the application process or do it the same way over and over. You can always learn from your rejection. Like if something, if you're rejected for a particular opportunity, okay, well, what did I do there? Not only don't give up, but what did I do there? What can I do the next time that'll be a little bit different? And, and that's where I think spurns um, some creativity too, where it's like, I mean, for me, I learned like, okay, if I, you know, try to network this particular way and I write emails this particular way, and if I do this and if I do that, I will have a much better shot of standing out as opposed to not. So I think we can always learn more from our failures than we actually do from our successes. And that's one thing, even as a dad, I, I think it's very important now. I see a lot of parents that are like, you know, I just, I want to make sure my kids all are, are feeling good and they're not like experiencing um, rejection and there's, you know, their first place and everything and every, and, and like, I, I would be very careful on that because I, I really believe that kids need to experience that failure and they need to experience the fact that they don't always win. And I think they need to learn those lessons because those are the lessons that will prepare you for life. I mean, I had one in eighth grade where I didn't make the basketball team and I was so upset and I went to the coach and I asked, well, what, what can I do so that this doesn't happen again? And then I started setting goals. That was a turning point in my life. And I just feel like had they said, no, you're fine. Then I don't, I don't know that I would have learned that lesson when I needed to at that impactful time. So anyway, now I forgot your question because I was so oh. something else. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I was just, I was wondering how you set goals in your life. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, um, you know, one thing that I have changed is, you know, as younger, you had mentioned it, but I did set the goal of, and I wrote it in a journal and I kept it with me, but it's, I want to be on, um, you know, a news anchor in Minneapolis on TV. So what I've done now is I think I've, I've gotten a little bit looser on my goals, but they're more, they're more internal. And what I mean by that is 
I know that my goals right now, I don't have a specific, oh, I want my show to go national or I want this or that. I don't set them like that anymore. But that's maybe just a, because I'm at a particular point in my life where I felt like I've kind of accomplished what I wanted to in this particular area and now it's something different. And I, I, I guess what I do I, is I look internally and I'm like, okay, well, what can I be proud of? Or how can I help? And I guess I look at that, how can I use what I'm good at? Because I think we're all uniquely gifted. We're all, we all have special blessings and unique gifts to give back. And I do know that uh, mine is, is communication. I know I'm a good communicator. I know I'm a positive communicator. And I feel like using my past experiences plus with my gifts that I can give back and that that's, that's a responsibility I'm being called to do. So that's kind of where my goals stem from now. It's like, okay, well, what difference can I make by using these goals? And, and there are certain things, there's initiatives that we're going to be um, um, pushing out later on this year at WCCL, things that I've been working on the last couple of years I'm very proud of. And, and so that's, that's kind of the start. And I'm also just, I'm praying and saying, Lord, I know that you're going to, you want me to be leading in some aspect, help me to do that every day and help me prepare so that when you're calling me to something that I'm prepared. And that's what I'm doing now. We're trying to get more sleep, eat better, make healthy choices and, and just prepare so that when that time comes, you, you will know it. But I think like for me, writing the goal down on exactly what I want to do, I, I don't do that. I just have a constant dialogue on, okay, I know that there's more and I know that, that I can use my gifts to get there. Help me prepare so that I know when it's there. That's, that's so great. Um, I feel like, you know, and I'm actually not like a write down goal person either, even though I have a podcast about it, but um, I'm more of a, this is what I want to do next. And I feel like in the past, what hasn't worked for me is writing down a goal that's way too big. If it's way too big, it's like, okay, and then you don't achieve it, you're going to fail and then you're going to give up. So I have just more like you kind of goals, like here's what I want to do next. This is the next step in my life. Um, I mean, I, I quit my job at Target to become an entrepreneur. And when I told my husband I wanted to do that, um, he said, you're nuts. Um, you're leaving your salary. You're leaving, you know, all the stuff you've done for 10 years and you want to quit and have no salary, no income. I said, yep, that's what I want to do. And, and it wasn't really a goal, but it was just, I knew that was the next step. And so we started a company, we grew it, we sold it off. And then um, I started another business because that's what I like to do. And so it's just kind yeah. of, you know, it kind of naturally happens too. So I think that's awesome. And, and that's that I find that extremely admirable that you followed your heart and were able to um, accomplish those things. And, and just to jump off on your point, what a uh, mentor that I have is uh, Richard Davis. He's the former CEO of U.S. Bank. And he is uh, now the Make-A-Wish Foundation CEO. Mm -hmm. And when I was at CARE 11, I just, I knew that I was being pulled. I didn't know what direction. And I just, I saw him at an event. I emailed him after the event. And I just said, I would love to just pick your brain on leadership. And he's so, he is the, he's the, he's a saint. He is so giving of his time and his effort. And if you talk to anybody, they'll say, that's the, that's the best guy I've ever met in the world. And he's somebody that I try to model myself after in terms of leadership. But the one thing that has, one of the many things that really stood out to me about our conversation was that he told me, you know, don't just pick one particular goal. Like he said, 
you know, if you were to say, all right, I want to become the CEO of U.S. Bank. All right, well, it's going to be difficult. And you may have other opportunities along the way that pull you into a better spot that will be better for you, that will be even more successful for you than being the CEO of a company. But if you're just solely focused on that one thing, you might end up missing what's something that is, that is better for you. And I thought, well, that, that's, that's so true. And, and he told me about his goals, too. He said, I, it was never my goal to be CEO. It was just that I was being called to it and I was prepared and I was ready. And so when I was called for it, I was, I was ready. And then now too, he took his time off at, uh, after um, uh, stepping down at U.S. Bank a couple of years ago and had a ton of opportunities. And once Make-A-Wish called, he took it because he knew he's a faithful man and he knew this was what I was being called to do. So I think that's where I've really shifted from the, okay, I need this, I need this. That doesn't mean we're not preparing for it, but it's also like, okay, I'm just, I am every step of the way I'm being prepared. And, and when it happens, it happens. That's, that's, that's great because I feel like, you know, and that was my, actually my next question was, who's your role model? <laughs> so yeah. I think you answered that. Um, and well, I, think I could, oh, I could ahead. jump on that too. Like Richard, I, I met Richard in, um, what was it? 20, I think it was 2017. And, um, and we still, he, he's in Arizona now, but we still email off and on. Um, and I just try to get his thoughts or fill him in. Um, he's certainly one. My, I will say my dad is, and mom are my role models. Um, because like you, they are, they're entrepreneurs. And they are people who started up a small business in a small town. And there's no reason their business should still be in business. Like they've had to deal with uh, pandemics and 9-11. And it started off as one thing. And, but the creativity in the innovation and to just keep going. And they have built and built and built and built lives for lives for my sister and I. And I just, I've always admired that. And then the way they were as parents too, they, they are parents in that we always, and still do always respected them and loved them. Yet they loved us so much and were so selfless with us that we still want to spend time with them. We still want to, <laughs> you know, go and hang with them. And, and that's what I want to be as a dad. I want, we put in the time now so that when our kids get older, I want them to be like, dad, what are you doing? Can we come and hang? Or so that to me is just really important as we talk about goals and, and work. There's also this other human side too, where we've had other opportunities where, okay, you could do this at night. You could do this. And I'm like, well, I don't want to sacrifice these kids. I don't want them to be like, Oh, dad's not home again. I'm here every night. I'm here in the mornings. And now I'm here during the day. And I want them to have a, a full-on relationship with me because when they're 30 I want them to call and say dad you want to come over that's that's great because I feel like you know a lot of people in your field could that could happen I mean you could be probably booked 24 hours a day so you know it, it it's all about choices what you put first and I think putting your family first is that's that's the right thing to do and it's awesome and you know it, it's different for everybody but um and that's something too when I you know, I was a stay-at-home mom for a little while, and I still technically am um, running my own business from home. But it, it's great to have your kids home and be with them and teach them and learn them or teach them and learn mm -hmm. from them because they can teach us a lot too. And so that's awesome. And, you know, what you were talking about too is it's all about pivoting, changing and pivoting and making sure that you can pivot within your life, pivot within your business, 
Um, I've had to learn in the last three months how to pivot because it's been a huge change. Um, I've had clients leave. I've had clients come on. It's, it's crazy. So pivoting is something that I kind of, it's my thing. And I, I love change. I actually like, it's to a point where I probably love change too much. (laughs) (laughs) We've had five houses in like 10 years. So it's been, (laughs) we've had a lot of change in our life, but, um, so last question for you. So you recently spoke um, at the Perm graduation and because we're both from the same area, I of course watched it. Um, and what you spoke about four qualities that a person should have. And I really think that um, this kind of hit home with me because I feel like it's four, four things, four qualities that a person should have, but I think a business as well could have these same qualities and it could be a really great benefit. But you said that having core understanding, I'm sorry, four qualities that you should understand. Um, and they were understanding your core values, your strengths, your weakness, and your purpose. Um, so tell us, you know, with these four qualities, how has this helped in your life? You know, it's something that's really grown for me. I think when I was younger, it was, all right, I'm just, I'm good at this. And this is what I want to do. And, and I do think that becoming a dad has really, has really helped me. Um, and just, I'm, I'm more patient. I'm more empathetic. Um, and also too more purposeful. I think that's when kids really, you know, it was, I became less selfish and more selfless at that particular time too. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not just always about, okay, achieving, I need to achieve this. I need to achieve that. Yeah. But, but why? And that's where the purpose comes in. I think, um, I've just been fortunate where I, I, I so I so thirst for knowledge from other people and what they've learned and and I'm just I'm very very self reflective person and we talked about empowering oneself and I got some great advice from Richard um, who said you know your core values like what do you stand for so that no matter what when things get tough or whatever you always know that you stand for these things and for me it's it's my faith and for me it's um, my family. And so I always know that those are the backbone of everything that I do. Um, I also found um, doing Strengths Finders. That's a book. Um, I would encourage anybody to do it. Just a personality test that kind of tells you what your strengths are. And they detail maybe your five top strengths and then your, your weaknesses. But th- there is empowerment in knowing those because if you know your strengths, like for me, there was always a time where I thought there was something wrong with me because in media, I'm the person, I was a guy out there. I was like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm talking to people and I'm networking. And, and there's a lot of people that were kind of like, what is this guy's? And I thought, am I supposed to not be so open or energetic or, you know, is that just not the role of a journalist or so I always thought there was something wrong with me. And then taking strengths finders, I'm like, Oh no, wait, this is you. Like you're just, you're energetic. You're, you're a wooer, which means you love to, you love to talk to the whole room and communicate. And so, but understanding those things about yourself, is is so empowering but then conversely too understanding those weaknesses because you know the, all leaders you maybe think about the ceos of all these companies they all have weaknesses but the strong people understand what those weaknesses are and then are not afraid to put strong people around them to help lift them up mm-hmm. and that's what the best leaders do they find okay these are my weaknesses but this person's really good at this and they're really good at that and they're really good at that and i want that person around and I don't want this person to always say yes to everything I want them to say no and and to push me so that I can think differently ultimately it's going to be my decision 
but I want this person to kind of challenge me to, to think differently. That's another thing. We silo ourselves off so much now politically, and, and, and I just, I don't like that either. I think we need to be discussing. We need to be talking about other things. We need to learn more from each other. So I think that's important. But then purpose. We all need purpose, right? We all need to wake up in the morning, look in that mirror and say, this is what I'm going to do today. And it's for this purpose, whether that's to be a mom or a dad or, or a mom and a dad and a, a leader in the workplace or whatever it might look like for you, but to have that purpose because it is so important. So that's what I always talk about, those four traits, those four qualities. And it starts with your core values, understanding your strengths and weaknesses, but you, you need to have purpose in life. Mm -hmm. That is, that's a great message because um, I, I think with, you know, anyone going out there trying to get a job right now or trying, you know, going into college, all of these, you all have to understand what you're good at, what you're not good at and what you need to work on. And I think that's, that was a great lesson that I took away from a graduation ceremony. So I thought that was, that was great. So um, one last question. So what is, what's next for you? I mean, what's next with Corey Hepla? What is he going to do? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. I'm going to go make my kids dinner <laughs> day after day after day. Um, be a loving dad, loving husband. Um, but we're continuing to grow the brand. Um, in the cities and in the state. Um, I think um, I, I'm very proud of the progress that we've made, um, both on the air, both digitally, because I know it's authentic. And I think that's what people have really responded to. And people are finding us and they're going to continue to find us and they're going to continue to to want to be a part of what we're doing. And we are pushing for change. And I, I think, you know, you look at our, you look at our world today and my goal is that our community and state is a better place for all in a year, five years, 10 years. And as, as somebody who has been blessed to have a platform, we are going to continue to push that. We're going to continue to push that in a variety of ways. Um, we do have a new initiative that I can't announce yet, but we will be announcing here in the next month that will be um, you know, a, a step towards that too. But I think anybody who ever listens to the show knows they, they can come away feeling like, yeah, yeah, there are good people in this state who are, who are making a difference, and that's who we want to be. And, and I hope to continue to just, just uh, find more people that, that want to be like that, too. <laughs> well, that is great. And I thank you so much for being on the show today. And I just want to remind all the goal-getters out there to go out and get those goals. Thank you. <laughs>